0: get to episode two. 46 in just a moment, but before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of Believe You Can 2023. The event is happening this Saturday, October 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's presented by the Keystone Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania, and it's a virtual talent show for blind and visually impaired performers. Go to believeyoucan.live slash tickets to make your ticket purchase. Tickets are $10 for an individual ticket, $25 for a a watch party ticket and $100 for a gold circle ticket. Again, that's believeyoucan.live slash tickets. I really do appreciate your support. Thank you so much. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 246 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj, on all the socials. I'm really glad you're here for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. And as usual, I've got a few things to discuss I'm going to lead off with fantasy football, because even though we're still in the middle of it, I'm recording this on Sunday night, and I'll get into why it's taken me so long to record each episode. Sunday night, after Sunday night football has concluded, I'm ahead in both. In fact, I know I've won in the all-blind league, because neither of us have anybody playing in tomorrow night's game. Now, that looked like it was going to be a cakewalk, because I had a guy who played on Thursday night football that got me 49 points. I don't think I've ever had somebody get 49 points for me ever. It was DJ Moore. He got me 49 points and everybody said, wow, you're going to cruise. Well, the guy I'm playing, his name is Rick. He had Jamar Chase on his team and Jamar Chase actually got 50 points today. So it was not a nail biter, but I only won by about 10 So it was a lot closer than anybody expected it to be in the other league. I'm ahead by a bunch and I have a quarterback and a, uh, running back tomorrow in Monday night football, and he's got a wide receiver. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to win that. I'm up by like 60 points or something like that. Maybe 70. I, I don't know. It's a lot. And his poor team is not great. He inherited the team. It's a keeper league. He inherited the team. And, um, He's doing the best he can with what he's got. So, hopefully uh he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't take it too personally when he gets beat up on because he knows his team is he's doing the best he can and it's uh, best of luck to him, but I don't think this week is going to be as weak unless uh Romeo, what's his name? Romeo Dupe, unless he does something crazy tomorrow and Jimmy G and Josh Jacobs does nothing. So that is the fantasy update and uh <laughs> And I haven't mentioned it in a while, but if you haven't watched it yet, go to com slash football. You can see the mini-documentary that was done by Yahoo a couple of years ago on the All-Blind League, and uh, just a lot of fun, uh, made a lot of lasting friendships with the folks in that, and it was just a great time doing it. I loved being a part of it, and I think about that every football season, maybe even during the off-season I think about that. But check that out if you haven't checked that out yet. I'm trying to record this with as few edits as possible because I have so much to do this week because Believe You Can is happening on Saturday, as I mentioned in the intro. So let's see how it goes. I've already cleared my throat twice that, of course, will be edited out. And we're going to move along to the main part of what I wanted to talk about, which was my email issues and just overall crazy tech support from HostGator. Now, as I've mentioned many times before, Digital Graphics Design, the company that Dan and I founded back in 2004, is still in operation. Dan has moved on Liz bought Dan's share, and now it's Liz and me that have the company. And it's, believe me, it's not a huge company. We do websites, and I mostly have affiliate sites with it. That's what I do. I'd rather do consulting. If you have questions and need some help on how to start a business online, how to run your website, what you need for a website, I can help you with that. I love doing that. I do it on an hourly basis. Please Email me, I can't see you, podcast at gmail.com, and we can talk about that. I will also do websites. I am not a fan of that because it is hard for me to do without someone. Liz, of course, is not an active partner. So it is hard for me to do on my own while juggling all the other things I have. Sometimes I have to outsource things. Sometimes I don't want to outsource things because there are things I know I can do, but it's a matter of getting the time to do them. I will do them, and I do them for friends, and I do them for uh, business associates that need some help. Sometimes they just need a small redo or something is a little off, and I fix them. That's fine. That I have no trouble doing. But to do full-blown websites and charge a couple thousand dollars, it's hard for me. And what really makes it difficult, and this, after listening to a lot of graphic and, I'm sorry, web design podcasts, it's the number one issue that a lot of designers have is getting the content from the client. They say they want a website but don't want you to write the content for them. That's fine and that's we actually have never written content for folks because it is not something that was in our wheelhouse. Now, I will do it now because I've made a couple of contacts where I can have that done, where I have some writers. And, but that costs additional to what we charge for the website. We've had a HostGator reseller account since Dan and I started Digital Graphics back in 2004, And we still have clients on there from websites that we've done, and they've actually moved on, some of them, and have redone their websites. Some of them are uh, just monthly paying month to month, some pay by the year. We don't charge that much just for the hosting. But they also obviously host all of my sites, my affiliate sites and the business sites. Well, one business site now and one I've already moved on. I've had some issues with HostGator in the past year, and I've wanted to migrate. In fact, I signed up for uh, a reseller account with another company back in December or January. And I started migrating sites, but then things started coming up within the NFB of Pennsylvania that I was asked to do. The new website, nfbfpa.org, And that's, again, something that I'm happy to do because I know I saved them a couple thousand, maybe a few thousand dollars by doing that site. And I also love doing sites like that because I had the content. And if I didn't have content, I was given information where I could create the content, which I was happy to do. So again, you can check that out at nfbofpa.org. And you can also learn about the upcoming convention that is happening in November in Harrisburg. I love doing that, and I will do that for entities such as that. And again, I'm I'm not against doing web design. It just takes me a while because of, you know, the whole not seeing thing, as well as getting content and other things. So last Saturday, so that is a week ago from yesterday, so the 30th of September, we were at our former neighbor's house for dinner. We usually get together with our former next door neighbors and neighbors from that same development. And each month we usually go out. Well, they were having a new deck built when we were with them in August and they said, oh, let's have pizza by the pool in September, but let's make it towards the end of September because the guy's taking forever to do the deck. So we had pizza by the pool. It was too cold, obviously, to go in. But we had pizza by the pool, and it was great. We had a lot of fun. But I was checking my email either on the way over or on the way home, and I'm thinking, wow, I haven't had a new email in my I Can't See You account for about four hours. What's going on there? And on the weekends, obviously, it's slow, but I usually still get spam. And in any given day, especially a weekday, I probably get a couple hundred emails. It is my primary email address that I have uh, on my I Can't See You account, where if you go to ICan'tSeeYou.com, that's where my website is. It's my primary email address there. So it is all NFB stuff comes to that address. We have these things called list serves, which when everything that went bad last November at the last state convention, one of the things, another one of the things that I was tasked to do was to become the list serve mailman, meaning... I had to approve people if they hadn't, if they wanted to post or respond to something on the listserv but weren't a member of that specific listserv. And in the NFB of Pennsylvania, there's roughly 14 different specific listservs. Keystone Chapter has one, Greater Philly has one, all the chapters have one. Then there's the divisions, the Blind Merchants have one. Guide dog users have one. Students have one. Blind parents, parents of blind students, they all have one. And then there's a general one called NFBFPA, NFBP Talk. And that's a general one where more, most folks, they usually enroll in their chapter one, and if they're involved in a group one, in that one, and then in the NFBP Talk, because then everybody, that's one where everybody sees something. So when I email something out, I usually send it to all 14. Now, for some reason, I cannot get into the student's one. And it's not because I'm old. It's because <laughs> when I was given all the access, what, for whatever reason, the person who's in charge of that at the NFB uh, center down in Baltimore, I just, for whatever reason, wasn't, I, That he missed that one. And I've asked him about it a few times. And, and honestly, I'm okay. I'm okay with not being on it. I honestly am. It's just, it really is a lot to do. And it's, it's time consuming. Sometimes if there's a post that's popular, and then people want to respond, and they're not part of that list. They've seen it forwarded to them by somebody else. It's just it's a lot. And then there's, of course, spam, people wanting you to buy solar stuff. So I obviously have to reject them. So that's a lot. And then when somebody joins a list. I get an email about that. When somebody drops off a list, I, dr- I get an email about that. So all of those emails come into that primary email account. So I have those. I have all the Keystone chapter things outside of the listserv that comes to that. I have all of the things that come from most of my friends come into that email. Again, so a couple hundred emails per day. Uh, sometimes that includes spam. Sometimes spam adds on to that. Depends on the list serve's And how many times any one of the certain businesses that I subscribe to want to email me, like Eddie Bauer. Eddie Bauer has started to do two and three emails a day. And now that we're in the fourth quarter, I'm sure it'll be three emails a day, maybe more. All of my emails come in there. And all of a sudden, I know, hey, where are the emails? So at like two in the morning, I'm sitting on my computer and all these pop-ups come down the right side of my computer saying that... I can't log into my various email accounts for my website. I'm like, what the hell? So I go and I check it out. So I try to call HostGator. Well, it's two in the morning. Their call support ends at midnight. And it opens up, I think, at eight, eight in the morning to midnight, something like that. So I miss that. So I have to chat. It is very difficult to use chat when you can't see, especially the way I do it. I try to zoom in, but I still can't see it. So I try to zoom in and I try to double click and highlight it. And then I do the text to speech function, which on my machine I've set up as um, Apple D or Command D, I guess. Apple D kind of dates me. I'm reading and I'm asking this guy questions or girl. I don't I don't. It was a girl. Her name was Ivy. And she's like, I can get to the site, no problem. And I said to her, listen, I'm telling you, I can't get there. I haven't gotten email. Nothing is working. And we go back and forth for like an hour and a half. And she doesn't give me any kind of solution. And she said, well, you know, maybe it's this, that, or the other. But there's nothing wrong on our end. And she tells me a few things to try. and None of it, of course, works. Sunday morning comes, and the football starts at you know, one. And I'm all I'm thinking about as I'm listening to Red Zone is I got to get downstairs to fix the emails. So after the four o'clock games kick off, and there's only three, I think last week, I come back downstairs, I start at it again, I then chat with somebody else, and he tries to help me still nothing. And meanwhile, I'm wondering what I'm missing. And people are texting me, Hey, did you see that email from so and so I'm like, No, I did not. And I'm chatting and still nothing. So later that evening, I do another chat with somebody that kind of is helping me and says, look, I can get to it and sends me a screenshot. I just sent a test email from your primary address to, I don't remember, one of the HostGator test accounts. And I got it and I responded and it went through as well. He then tells me, let me check our blacklist. And I'm not talking the Raymond Reddington blacklist where you got somebody cool like Dembe helping you out because I got no Dembe. Oh, he says via chat, you've been blacklisted by us. I said, really, why is that? And he tells me we will stop allowing access to an account if we get 65 incorrect logins on either an email account or a hosting account. I said, okay. And I said, have you had that? And he said, yes, it's been over 65. And that's what triggered it. I said, okay, why couldn't the other people tell me that? Because then I could figure, okay, then I could make things work and go from there. So he said, give it some time, but I've put you on the whitelist and hopefully within a few hours, you should be good to go. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. I get up the next morning figuring I'm going to be good to go and so forth and so on. And of course, I'm not good to go. And more chat. And finally, I realize, well, let me try getting on on my phone because everybody's telling me now that I've been told that I was blacklisted, I should be able to get on from another IP address. And I was. So I was able to get on using my phone if I shut off. Wi-Fi on my phone and just use my data, which I have unlimited data, so that's no problem. The problem is, as I've mentioned in many episodes, I do not like responding to important emails using my phone unless I use my wireless keyboard, which is not down here in Studio B. So I thought, you know what? Tonight, I'll be able to go through the email account using the hotspot, and I'll go through on my computer. And I was able to go through and weed out. But after a certain amount of time, it wasn't working, and I didn't know why. So another chat session. And this went back and forth all week long. And finally, I got to a guy that gave me this great response, and he, I made sure you're on the whitelist. And there were times for brief moments that I was able to get onto the website not to get email, but I was able to get onto the website and to get webmail, not through my email client, which is just the mail program on, on my Mac. But I was able to get onto the webmail, where I was able to at least get rid of the spam, and see what else is in there. And if I could, I would shoot a response to somebody, and I would say, please don't email me to at this address for now. Send it, and I would give them the I Can't See You podcast, a Gmail account, which I hated doing because that was pretty separate, mainly for just podcast stuff. And I liked it that way. I liked the separation. So that worked. But of course, some people either don't read the emails or don't understand what I was saying. So they still continued to mail me at that email address. It finally shook out. I think it was last night. I was able to get and one of the big issues was they told me you got to change your password. I said okay. They told me to change my password on the two offending accounts: my primary email and one of my ones that I use with affiliate deals. I don't want to say deals, but basically from companies that we're affiliates of. I get e- for, for example, uh, we're an affiliate with Apple uh, for the App Store and for music and so forth and so on. So I get emails to an affiliate account at I Can't See You. Those two were the ones that were constantly trying to brute force their way into either the email or the hosting. But it turns out Liz couldn't even get on even when she was at school. And so that was an issue for her. So I I don't remember how many emails she told me. She was finally able to get on yesterday, Saturday, and after I was able to change the email address, and of course, like I said, I couldn't change the email address unless I used my phone to do the password. And with voiceover on the phone, there was, there's no way to see the letters or hear the letters. You just hear a click. It doesn't say what letter you're touching. It says the letter when you first touch it, but when you hit enter, and you don't hit enter, um, maybe I haven't explained it, with voiceover on an iPhone, you drag your finger around the keyboard until you hear the letter that you want, and then you lift your finger. Well, sometimes when you lift your finger, especially me, I when I lift my finger, sometimes I kind of brush one of the letters close by. So I'm not always 100% sure that it's the letter that I want when I'm entering a password. And with the way it's set up with the cPanel and HostGator... I have no idea what the letter is. Did I enter the right letter? My password for my email is 36 characters long. Did I enter the right one? Did I miss something? There's no way of clicking something and and then listening to it, what I've entered. No way. So I was never able to change the password on my phone until I was on the train yesterday going to the Keystone meeting because I was also trying to, they told me to change It used to be com for our servers, mail servers. They said, oh, you shouldn't really use that, and they told me the ones I should use. So I was trying to change both, and I couldn't change either. And then finally, I I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to leave that mail server alone and just change the password and see what happens. I did that on the train into Philadelphia on Saturday, and that I finally was able to get in. And I had, I I don't remember, I I think I had about 600 emails that came in. Now remember, I was able to get in one day during the week or two days during the week where I was able to actually get into the emails and at least see what was there. I didn't go through and always weed out all the spam. Some days I did. So of those four, 600, whatever it was, emails, some of it was spam, Maybe, maybe a third of it as well as a whole bunch of people that got knocked off the various listservs around the NFB of Pennsylvania because of an issue that is known with some of the Outlook and Microsoft mail accounts, Microsoft, Hotmail, Outlook, I forget what some of the others were. In fact, our president, Harriet Goh, was also From there, because they got fatal bounces, because emails were not able to get through for whatever reason. So that's that's another story for another day. So I had all those emails in there, and and I noticed there were a couple of emails that were important. One from a bank that we have some accounts with um, for both the Keystone chapter and for the Blind Merchants, and some other things that were you know pretty important. (laughs) So that finally shook out. But Friday, I got a call from Lisa. And maybe it was a text. I don't remember. Lisa contacted me. Now I host Lisa's by Lisa Bryant site on our new host called SiteGround, and it's set up similar to HostGator, but it's a little bit different. The difference between the support, once I was able to find it, and I'll explain that in a second. The difference between the support of the two, crazy different, and much better with SiteGround. And keep in mind, we've had an account with HostGator since something like June of 2004. So we're over 19 years into HostGator. I don't know how many thousands that is. When we had a lot of businesses hosted, we we, we were paying over 50 bucks a month for the various accounts. And... So I don't know, what's that, work. let's say $600 a year for 18 years, 17 years, and then a little less before that and a little less now. And soon it'll be none. So the plan was always to migrate everything away from HostGator after I had some issues last fall. But because of all the things I've been doing for the NFB of Pennsylvania, I just haven't had a chance to migrate some of the important sites. I Can not See You, for example. I haven't been able to move those away. Once believe you can is done. I have a couple of weeks where I think there may be some time that I can focus on moving the remaining sites away. I can't see you for your salon. Um, I've already moved for my salon; doesn't have anything on there really. Um, so I'll be able to do that and some client sites, the remaining client sites that we have over there, and some. We've also picked up a couple of sites from a friend who is reselling the hosting is charging for hosting, and then we host it, so we, we charge him less. And, and that's been, he's been doing that, but he's even getting out of it. He's got one or two clients left. Uh, one of them he's going to pass along to me if they want to continue. Uh, otherwise, uh, I think there's going to be one account uh, from him. So those are the ideas that I'm going to do, but the difference with Lisa and with my issue Lisa's was not blocked by SiteGround. It was blocked somewhere else. It still had to do with just her website. And with Verizon, which we both have, and I'm I'm sure most of the internet service providers do this, you have a dynamic IP address. So once you drop and get a, and, and I should have tried this much earlier on and I didn't think about it, and no one from HostGator told me to try this. I should have, and that was the first thing the guy at SiteGround told me, tell them to unplug their router and leave it off for a while so the IP address drops and they get a new IP address, and then that'll fix it, which, of course, today she told me it did. So they didn't, HostGator didn't tell me, and that may have made my hosting issues a lot different, I should say my email issues, a lot different. Instead of lasting a week, maybe it would have been two or three days. It's just mind-numbing of all the time that I spent trying to fix it and just never getting the right, hey, try this, which again was the first thing that I was told when I was chatting with folks at SiteGround. It was a lot shorter chat, probably five to 10 minutes as opposed to an hour or over an hour. That Saturday night chat was huge was an hour and a half, maybe more, waiting for responses. I don't know if they would respond to me, and I would respond, and they, meanwhile, they'd be eating lunch. I don't know. I'm assuming they were on the other side of the world, and in the middle of the night here is middle of the day there. Whatever they were doing, it wasn't quick, and it wasn't easy. And finally, the last person to respond to me from HostGator, after he said he fixed everything and gave me all these great details, and it worked for maybe eight to 10 hours. And then I was back in that loop again, where I was blacklisted again. And I just responded to him, look, it's not working again. I'm, I'm just tired of spending time on this. I'm done with HostGator. I don't think there's anything more you can do. And I, I just don't have time to keep going with it. At this point, I had figured, well, if I have to, I'll use the Hotspot, and I don't have an unlimited hotspot. Even though I have unlimited data from my AT and T account, I don't have unlimited as far as the hotspot goes. It was just infuriating the amount of time, and not all of it was blind related. The blind related part was the was going through the chat and the chat with SiteGround. While it was still difficult, it was a lot easier to follow along with that, doing the text-to-speech that I was doing. And I really should have turned on voiceover to make it go a little bit smoother uh, with both of them. It wouldn't have made it go faster with HostGator. It just would have made it easier for me and a little less stressful. I should say that I am an affiliate for HostGator. And if you want to see how bad their services is, I'll I'll put an affiliate link in the show notes. Uh, They all have all sorts of crazy deals to start. So if you're looking for some sort of hosting, I wouldn't recommend them, but you can give it a go. It's, and, and now the difference is there are so many of these big hosting companies that are all owned by the same huge company that it's really no different from one to the other. HostGator is one of many now that are ho- owned by the same company. Our next problem from last week was Ziggy, not because he was doing Golden Menace things. And again, when I say golden menace, I am not speaking bad of him. He just, (laughs) he's just sometimes a pain in the butt. And if you have an animal, dog or cat or whatever, you know, they are sometimes. But there's also a lot of times when they do so many cute things and so many funny things that it all makes it worthwhile. I said the other day to someone, it's lovable chaos and Sometimes he gets wound up and he is just off the wall, jumping on things, grabbing things, trying to lick stuff out of the sink on the, from the counter. <laughs> and it, it honestly, is so cute when he's trying to get into the sink. <laughs> but obviously it could be bad. Like today I had a, <laughs> a measuring cup in there that I had made uh, an omelet in, mixed the eggs together and the other stuff, spices and stuff. And he was trying to lick the water. Well, I always pour my excess tea water in there, meaning from the kettle that's boiling hot. And I don't know that he actually could reach it because it was a smaller, it's a smaller measuring cup and our sink is pretty deep. So I don't know that he could reach it. If he did, he burned his tongue. He never made a noise and he never makes any noise when he gets hurt. So who knows? He still seemed happy. So I'm I'm guessing he either thought it was worth it, (laughs) or he didn't burn himself. But the problem with Ziggy started uh, almost two weeks ago now. He didn't seem right after we had given him a couple of bites of apple. And later that night, he threw up. Then we thought, okay, we just gave him too much. We shouldn't have given him all that apple after all the other stuff he has. And he eats basically a produce section per day. Between the broccoli and the cauliflower, and the carrots, and who knows all the other, the bananas. Before he threw up after eating the apple, Liz said he was a little off with his, <laughs> with his poops. And she thought maybe there was an issue with the carrots. So we cut out the carrots. And then when he got sick after eating the apple, we thought, okay, something else is going on we tried to make an appointment with our vet. They told us October 9th. Well, we tried to make an appointment with the vet. I tried to make the appointment the first time. And they told me, okay, your wife can bring him in tomorrow afternoon at whatever time it was. Well, I didn't realize she had a meeting the next afternoon after school had ended. So she couldn't take him in then. So I called back and canceled that. When we called back that day to make the appointment. They didn't have anything until the 9th. And this is not this past Friday. This is Friday a week ago. So we thought, oh, man, that's crazy. So the next day when Liz went to school, she saw a parent or she, she told some of the people at school, hey, if you see so-and-so, I need to speak to him to see if we can take Ziggy in to him. He's a vet. Uh, she was the teacher of one of his kids or maybe both of his kids. I don't remember. That part doesn't matter right now. The thing that matters is that guy's a vet. And so when he brought the kids to school, Liz met up with him and said, hey, can we bring Ziggy in? And he said, yeah, tomorrow, meaning Saturday, a week ago Saturday. So Liz takes him in and obviously brings the stool sample and goes into, they say, okay, Dr. So-and-so will meet you. We'll come in in a minute. And she was disappointed that it wasn't going to be the kid's dad who she taught, meaning that she taught the kid, not the dad, (laughs) if that wasn't clear. She didn't pay attention to the name. She heard the name, but didn't pay attention to it. So in walks this guy, who happened to be Zamboni's vet. He had his own practice, and he's older. So my guess is he's picked up some hours at this guy's place since he retired after he sold his practice. And... It, the guy lived right behind us. Now his his that practice was, you know, not close uh, to where we lived back in Media when we had Sam Zamboni. But we loved him, and he loved Zami, and he was great. Everybody in that practice loved Zami, and when Liz told me that, and then told me all the things that he did, and uh, checked, and so bottom line was he gave him two meds to take. One was for three days, one, for, one was for five days, and Bland Diet, which for Z- Ziggy means <laughs> chicken and rice, which he loves. I mean, he listen, he loves just about any kind of food and things that aren't, even aren't food uh, he will eat. So he's on that Bland Diet. After the medicine ended, after the five days, the next day, you stay on the Bland Diet, but you take some of the Bland Diet out and add some of his food. And so... I guess that was one day last week that started. After a couple of days of that, he started to seem himself again. Not that he was terrible and down and, you know, not, you know, mopey around. He just wasn't the same crazy lunatic that he normally is. He was still a lunatic, just not to his scale. And we were worried about it. But as he as the days went on, he started to seem better. And then by a few days ago, maybe Thursday, he seemed to re, really be himself. But then as we're adding the food, Liz noticed some things again with his poop. So she was worried. We had started to add in some treats as well. And, of course, the treats, like I mentioned, broccoli, bananas, so forth. So... We're going to stick with the food, and there could be something wrong with the food. And I always laughed at Liz because she used to say, if we keep his food, we get it in, I think it's 33-pound bags. And she would, we dump it into a plastic container so it can be sealed so other critters don't get in there. And Ziggy can't get in there. I mean, I'm sure he, if he really tried, he could lift, he could lift the lid of that and put his head in. And I always tell him, look, I'm going to lift the lid for three seconds. You eat as much as you can. He never does it. <laughs> Once when he was little though when I was pouring some in <laughs> it was like that scene from <laughs> UHF try time to drink from the fire hose he was he was eating from the from the bag the uh, waterfall of food from the bag into the container and uh like it was Don Ho's, whatever that show was called, with the container when you grabbed the money uh, back in the day. And that's, I'm probably really dating myself because I think that was on in the mid-70s. She would always save these bags and I would la- I'm like, what are you doing with the bag? She's like, well, in case there's a recall on it or in case something goes wrong, I said, come on, throw the bag away. And for a while, I think she cut out the UPC and the the lot information and then after a while she finally stopped doing that. And now we had this issue. So I can, <laughs> I can guarantee that the next bag of food that we have which we may already have because we usually have one extra one on hand because you know there was a pandemic and everybody's afraid you're not going to get something now, she will at least cut out all that lot information and the UPC and all that stuff. Because again, we don't know that it's the food so, we're going a few more days without giving him any more broccoli, any kind of that sort of things. Bananas are still in banana o'clock four p m eastern every day. Everything seemed a little better today the The issue the hiccup was yesterday, so let's see what goes on but that that has stopped us. There were a couple days uh towards the end of last week i guess I guess it's two weeks ago now, towards the end of the week before that I was sleeping in the living room on the couch, and when I say sleeping, I was on the couch probably sleeping for maybe an hour to, so I could be with him. And so we didn't have to put him into the cage in case he was going to get sick. I could you know, just get up and take him out. So there were <laughs> the two days I, I would sleep for an hour to an hour and a half on the couch. Liz would come down after she took a shower, which she usually came down around quarter after five, 530. And then I would go up and get in bed and sleep there for until eight thirty nine o 'clock and then start my day one day i didn 't have even that much time because I had something else going on that I had to be up for so one day one day in total, I got my normal amount of four and a half or five hours' sleep throughout the twenty four hour period. but one day I actually did get between the couch and the bed. I was able to stay in bed until nine or nine thirty so so it really just messed up my schedule and then of course backed me up from all the different things that I have to do. Believe you can things. Uh, we've got, like I mentioned, the state convention coming up. So we've got these podcasts that we have to get folks excited about going and being in person in the at the convention, which is in Harrisburg, if I haven't mentioned that. So I got one episode out. And that's episode 086, I think. <laughs> now I, it's been so... I got it out towards the end of last week, I think it's 086. And another episode will be coming out probably tomorrow or Tuesday. So I've had all these things going on, as well as my own podcast and getting this recorded. That's why, again, it's early morning on Monday, the, I don't know, 9th of October, Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day, whatever, whatever you want to call it, it's the 9th of October. And that's what I'm recording. That's all the stuff going on there. And then we also have... Believe you can stuff, and we do these sound checks. I, I got all these emails today from Lisa, who is in charge of setting up the performers' sound checks to make sure they know how to set up original sounds so they sound okay. We have a guy who's going to be playing sax, but the it, the his audio was clipping. And he had original sound on and we couldn't quite figure out what was going on. So we rescheduled him for another sound check to make sure he sounds right. I mean, we were hearing one out of every, <laughs> one out of every three notes he was playing. So we have all those going on. So, you know, I say I'm going to get this out on Monday night. There's no chance in hell I get this out because I've got those sound checks. And I just remembered I've got the All-Line Hockey League. And I think that's what it's called this year, Fantasy Draft. So that's coming up tonight. So, nope, not coming. Maybe Tuesday maybe Tuesday. But hopefully Ziggy is feeling a lot better. We'll see how it goes in the next couple of days. But it, w- it was brutal. Just all the time we had to spend. And then Liz was had extra stuff going on at school. So I had to hang out with him longer. And when I'm hanging out with him, even if I could, for a couple of minutes, get away and come to Studio B to send an email, I could do that. But I can't stick on a pair of headphones and start recording or editing a podcast, because every sound I hear I think is he in, is he in the getting the knives out of the drawer because he 's pretty smart i mean he hasn 't opened the drawers yet, but he knows how to open doors uh, not not with the handle although i was <laughs> I was trying to teach him that today i don 't know why I would do such a dumb thing i mean that 's dumb on my part, but he is starting to feel better, and uh, he was racing around the yard acting acting his crazy golden menace self. And it was great to see him running around and, and doing all that uh, today. As I, I, he also likes the cold weather, so he's happy and uh, will be sad if we ever w- move to a warm climate. So I mentioned Believe You Can 2023 coming up on the 14th of October at 8 p.m. Eastern. And the prep for that, especially this week, this week is the final week that we can get sound checks in and we can get all this stuff done. And it's just a lot. We usually get most of our ticket sales this week, and I usually send out thank you notes to the people who make the purchase. Now, the issue has been, I haven't been able to get the emails from the people who bought tickets. In fact, last week, I had gone into the PayPal account just to check something else. I'm like, oh, I see we have a couple of sales here. I've got to respond to them. One was to my friend Alex, one was to somebody else, and then we got a couple more and I didn't know it because, again, those emails get forwarded to my primary account. So each night then I was checking PayPal and then responding via the Believe You Can show at gmail.com account, thanking the folks for making the purchase, which is in reality just a donation. Again, don't think of it as buying a ticket. Think of it as a donation. And maybe we should phrase it as such. Instead of saying tickets, say Donation. So the next time I talk to you, I'll have have some updates on how we did with Believe You Can. I'm looking forward to it. We've got, I think we have about a dozen folks who are going to perform, which should keep it fairly, I don't want to say short, but we've had, last year's was over two hours long because we had some technical issues. And we had, I think we had 17 or 18 last year. It was just too many. It was just too many. And those are actually up. If you want to see last year or the year before, uh, youtube.com slash at You Can Talent Show. And I'll put a link in the show notes so you can check that out. Uh, but both of them are there. You can see in the 2021 <laughs> version, I said I was the president of the organization <laughs> of the Keystone chapter. Yeah, I really messed that up. I'm usually the weakest link in the uh, the whole program. <laughs> But it's fun to do. We really have a lot of fun doing it. I got some of the merch came in uh, that we ordered for ourselves. I have a zip-up hoodie that I'll be wearing. I'm doing a, an event tomorrow um, with Stacy Leap for a, a group that she talks about. And she always, as she likes to say, commandeers the October meeting for Blind Equality Achievement Month things. And so we'll be going talking about blindness and... I'll be talking about business and one of the other people will be talking about podcasting and I, I guess I'll be talking about that as well. Um, and it'll just, it's always a lot of fun and uh, I look forward to doing that, but I'll be sporting my, believe you can, twenty three twenty twenty three 2023 uh, zip up hoodie <laughs> so folks can uh, see. And so also, so I don't forget to mention it while I'm there because I have mentioned, I have forgotten in the past to to bring it up because it's always the the week of believe you can. So, Hopefully that will spur some sales. I have emails to send out in an email blast. And if you're on that email list and received multiple emails, again, my fault. I, I realized after I hit send on this second email, I, I thought, wait a minute. I never went through to weed out the doubles. And most folks, if they donated the one year, they donated the next year also. And so that was on me again. So I'm just full of mistakes. <laughs> but if you can, please go to believeyoucan.live slash tickets. There's three options there, a 10, a 25, and a 100. You don't have to even give that. There's also a button there to support the Keystone Chapter, or you can just go to supportkeystonechapter.org. You can put in any amount you want, $3.89. That's great. There's even a box you could check to cover the fees, which for a $2 donation, if you wanted to cover the fees on a $2 donation, it's 56 cents, so you would pay two fifty six. dollars so very cool. Again, that's supportkeystonechapter.org, or you can go and buy a ticket for Believe You Can. That Any of that would be greatly appreciated because we've got a lot of stuff coming up, and maybe I'll talk about it in an upcoming episode <laughs> about some things that went down. Finally, I wanted to mention White Canes Connect, and it's episode 085 with Emily Gindelsberger. If you're blind and in Pennsylvania or blind and anywhere and you want to see what the NFB of Pennsylvania State Convention is, you can go to... Listen to episode 085, like I said, with me and Emily Gindelsberger. She is the second vice president of the affiliate as well as the chair of the state convention committee. Uh, we talk about all the stuff going on with the convention. The convention has a lot of crazy things going on with it. There's a, an exhibit hall where you get to check out. It's very cool. You can check out all the different new gadgets that you may want to get to help you do this or do that. There's a senior possibilities fair. So if you're older and you need some help with certain things uh, or learn about certain things that are going on and how not to be scammed by certain things and by certain people, that's there. I'll be hosting the it's called, they named it Tekken Care of Business. Now, I'm trying to find somebody, if you have a band and are blind and can record the BTO song, Taking Care of Business, but change it to Tekken Care of Business, I'd love that. You can send it to me via, <laughs> via email at I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Everybody always walks out when they're, when they're going up to speak. They always have some sort of music. Or some sort of sound or whatever, and I, I think that would be great to, <laughs> to have that. There's going to be a couple of panels that I'm going to moderate. One is about blind business owners, one is from the person who is the uh will be speaking about the BEP and this other business setup that they have for blind folks, which I've talked about before, where you're able to get thirty thousand dollars. Uh, to start your own business that's not within the BEP. So all sorts of stuff like that. I'm really looking forward to that. So that's going to be going on there. That's on Thursday. So just excited for it. And uh, again, you don't have to be a member of the NFB to go, but you do have to register and you do have to pay. It's $25. You got to register by the 15th of October. That's this Sunday as I record this. So you have seven days at time of recording. It won't be as long as that when I finally get the episode out. But I'm looking forward to that. And you can learn more about the episode, uh, learn more about the convention in episode 085. And episode 086, which will also come out in another day or two, uh, that is going to be with Pam Allen and NFBFPA President Lynn Heights. And again, that was nice to speak with Pam, that, that was the first time I ever talked to her, and I've never met her in person, so I'm looking forward to that. That is all I have for episode 246 of I Can't See You. I really do appreciate you listening. Remember, you can get all the show notes at ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 246. That's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 246. All numbers, 246. Just think 2468, but leave the 8 off. <laughs> and remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 246. Please reach out on social media at David Benj, as I've previously mentioned and get made fun of a lot when everybody sees me because they like to do that all the socials. They love that. And that's on Twitter or X, whichever you prefer to call it, if you're still even on there. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, where you can even listen to each episode, and LinkedIn, of course. You can find me over there at David Bench. You can also reach out and contact me via email, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Please reach out via the phone number, 646 926 6350. You've got up to three minutes. You can leave your name in town. And then whatever you want to tell me, you love the show, you hate it, you've got ideas for upcoming episodes, all sorts of things, please reach out, 646-926-6350. I would love to hear from you. And I would, will include that on an upcoming episode if you do leave me a voicemail, unless there's an audio issue there. But otherwise, you're in. So if you ever wanted to be on this podcast, please just call in and tell me something tell me about the baseball playoffs. Tell me about your fantasy sports team, especially if you use a different app other than the Yahoo app, because I'd love to hear what you think of it, because I've heard some crazy things about about some of the other apps like the ESPN app and how terrible accessibility it is. Again, 646-926-6350. I'd love to hear from you. And again, I really do appreciate listening. Thank you so much. Be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.